This episode of Proper English is brought to you by some more of our favourite things and the idiom to bite off more than you can chew. Ages ago, Dave, we had a bit of a chat about our favourite films, books and the like. Ah, episode 20, if I'm not mistaken, Ali. Correct. Uh-huh. I thought it might be nice to talk about some more things we like and give it the umbrella title of These Are A Few Of My Favourite Things. Ah, a famous song. Mm. That was sung by Julie Andrews, I think, in the film The Sound Of Music. I'll be honest, though, she doesn't pick anything that I'd consider to be a favourite thing. No. Raindrops on roses are quite nice if it stopped raining. But doorbells? <laughs> are they anybody's favourite thing? Yeah, she definitely mentions doorbells and no, I don't think they are anybody's favourite thing. Not mine, anyway. <laughs> Who's your favourite singer, Dave? Ooh, that's a difficult one. I suppose, really, when you weigh it all up, I think probably David Bowie. Mm, okay, I can see that. And why? Why? Well, because of the tone of his voice, because he sings with such passion, and I love that. I love passion in anything. Mm-hmm. And even though uh, when he auditioned for the BBC many years ago in the 1960s, and I read this uh, a while ago, uh, even though when he auditioned, uh, they turned him down mm-hmm. as a singer because they said that he didn't sing in tune all the time. Oh. And do you know what? I'm not even sure if that matters mm-hmm. because it's the intent, you know, and it may be a little bit sharper, a little bit flat sometimes. But, you know, it's the capacity that you have by using your voice to get people to feel extraordinary emotion. And that's what David Bowie does, I think. Wow. Yeah. If you you listen to him when he sings something like Wild is the Wind, uh, which was his tribute to Nina Simone, great soul and blues singer, uh, and she did a version of Wild is the Wind uh, in the 1960s, and it was a tribute to that. The, the way his voice soars and swoops and is just... Almost, it's almost indescribable uh, what he does with that song. It's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and, uh, and maybe Life on Mars, incredible song. Uh, just uh, And he used to write all his own stuff, uh, apart from Wild as the Wind, obviously, because he covered that. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing voice. Mm. What about you? Who's your favourite singer? Ooh, follow that. Blimey. Well, and I'm so bad at thinking of favourite things because I immediately feel guilty that I didn't choose someone else or something else. There's no guilt. Okay. Don't matter. Okay. What I'm going to do then, I'm going to go for my favourite singer, Paloma Faith. Ah, who we used to think was Portuguese, but turns out she's not. No, she's British-Spanish, I think. She is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's amazing. I really love her. She seems like a really fun person. She's she's another really passionate person, very interested in politics yeah, and yeah, yeah. sort of various civil rights movements. Um, she writes or co-writes much of her material. Some of her lyrics are witty, and I love to sing along with her voice. 
Uh, yeah, I like to sing along with David Bowie. Mm. Not as successfully as him. <laughs> <laughs> but I try. Okay, next up, what's your favourite drink? Oh, this time of year. My favourite drink currently is an Aperol Spritz. Mm, oh. Delicious. Yeah. Now, this consists of equal measures of Prosecco, uh, which is a sparkling Italian wine, and an Italian aperitif called Aperol. Uh, which I've just recently discovered has got rhubarb in it. No. It does. Well, I never. Who'd have thought? Yeah, and you mix the two Prosecco and Aperol over lots of ice in a big old-fashioned wine glass. You top it up with soda water. And in Venice, they add an olive and some lemon peel. In other areas of Italy, they just add a slice of orange. It's the perfect summertime, early evening drink. And I just fancy one now. Mm. What about you, Ali? Well, it has to be a cup of tea, doesn't it? (laughs) We've mentioned on here before my love of a good cup of tea. It has to be made right, though. Do I make it right? Mostly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not too strong, but not too weak either. I like it with skimmed milk. Yes. No other kind of milk, thank no. you very much. And I have decaffeinated tea. Can't take your caffeine, can you? I can't. I can't handle <laughs> my caffeine, Dave. Not at all. And never sugar. Oh. Although I had sugar in it when I was a child, I gave it up when I found out that sugar was bad for your teeth. And I really wouldn't enjoy tea with sugar in it now. Oh, no. No, 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 no. My granddad used to have, I think, nearly half a dozen spoons full of sugar in his morning tea yeah yeah and i have been told i don't actually remember this but i have been told that when my granddad had his breakfast and then went off to work to a place called more and rights which was a factory in sheffield uh, i don't know exactly what he did can't remember um but when he'd gone i would come downstairs and take a spoon and spoon the sugar out of his big white mug and have that. Yeah, that's yeah. horrid. <laughs> True story, apparently. Okay, we've had singers, drinks. How about poetry? Do you have a favourite poem, Ali? Well, I tend to like quite sad poems, but I'm not in the mood for a sad one. Okay, then. So I think for today, I'm going to say my favourite poem is Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. It's lovely. It's a little melancholy, maybe, but not sad, I don't think. Oh, are you going to to recite it for us? I am. Go on, then. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it's queer to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there's some mistake. The only other sounds, the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep. But I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. That's a lovely poem. Yeah. What about you? 
Well, listeners may or may not know that I have a Poetry Corner page on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And every day since April, I've been reciting at least one poem by all sorts of poets from all over the world. Uh, And sometimes it's because somebody's asked me to, and sometimes it's because it's somebody's birthday, and sometimes it's just because I like the poem. I suppose my favourite poem at the moment is Ozymandias by Percy B. Shelley. It's about hubris. Oh, good word. Yeah. Which hubris means that you think you're much more important than you actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ozymandias encapsulates that, I think. And it's about no matter how great you think you may be at the time, ultimately history will show you to be kind of insignificant. And I quite like that. So shall I recite it? Mm, go for it. Okay. I met a traveller from an antique land whom said two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things. The hand that mocked them, and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, Boundless and bare the lone and level sands stretch far away. Wow. (laughs) Now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Imagine you have something delicious in front of you. A lovely juicy apple, for instance. My favourite is a Granny Smith. Tart and sour sweet and crunchy juicy. So, you have this delicious looking Granny Smith apple and you take an enormous bite, so big that you can't break down the wedge of apple in your mouth with your teeth. Then, you have literally bitten off more than you can chew. But, how do we use this idiom, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. (laughs) It's all about attempting to do more work than you can, taking on a big project when you've already got plenty to keep you busy. So can you think of an example? Oh, Ali, my boss has asked me to organise the office party and I didn't like to say no, so I didn't. And now I've got the office party plus three, no, four new projects. And there's only one of me. Poor Dave. I know. Do you think you might have bitten off more than you can chew? I think I might have, Ali. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, 
Why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them in your country. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us, friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.